it doesn't make sense to model our policing or to even leave room for our policing to be modeled after the Israeli Defense Force and the terrible things that they've been a part of. Uh, we don't think those exchanges uh, should exist at all. The Electronic Intifada. The Electronic Intifada. The Electronic Intifada. This is the Electronic Intifada podcast. I'm Nora Barrows-Friedman, and you're listening to the Electronic Intifada podcast. In a unanimous vote by its city council on April 16th, Durham, North Carolina, became the first city in the U.S. to ban training programs between its police department and foreign militaries, including Israel's. The city council vote was the result of steady grassroots campaigning led by 10 local civil and human rights groups that make up the demilitarized Durham to Palestine coalition. The coalition is an affiliate of Jewish Voice for Peace's Deadly Exchange Campaign, which seeks to abolish police exchange partnerships between U.S. police departments and Israel's army and police forces. Jewish Voice for Peace notes that since the early 2000s, thousands of U.S. police officers, sheriffs, border patrol agents, ICE officers, and FBI agents have trained with Israeli military and police forces. Through one of these programs, the Anti-Defamation League's National Counterterrorism Seminar, U.S. law enforcement agents visit checkpoints and prisons and meet with Israeli officials at other sites of violence and racial profiling, such as Hebron's settler-controlled areas and Ben-Gurion Airport. The group adds that, quote, in a time of increasing concern about policing and police violence, in particular for communities of color, the city of Durham is leading the way in declaring that safety for all means demilitarizing the police force, from traffic stops that target black drivers, to checkpoints that target immigrant communities, to police murders of black, brown, and disabled people, police forces cause daily harm. M.J. Ettery, a leader of the New York City chapter of the Deadly Exchange campaign, told the Electronic Intifada after the Durham resolution passed that it, quote, sets an example for other cities about how we can make cities safer by ending police exchange programs. We are offering an alternative to these exchanges by building safety through solidarity and community and imagining alternatives to prisons, police, ICE, borders, and militarism. The Electronic Intifada podcast interviewed two activists who are part of the demilitarized Durham to Palestine coalition, Ahmed Amira from Duke Students for Justice in Palestine and Ajamu Dillahunt from Black Youth Project 100. Uh, my name is Ahmed Amira. Um, I'm a freshman here at Duke and I'm a part of uh, Duke SAP, um, which is one of the 10 coalition members uh, that's a part of demilitarized Durham. Ahmed, can you talk a little bit about why you got involved with this campaign and your reaction to uh, what happened on Monday night at the city council? Yeah, um, so the, actually the first trip I've uh, ever taken to Palestine was over winter break. Um, and it was following Trump's decision on Jerusalem. So, you know, I got to experience some protests um, from Palestinians. And I got to see the uh, disproportionate response that the Israeli Defense Forces used to kind of suppress those protests. Um, so when I came back, um, I was able to get in touch with some of the local bodies in the Triangle area that are that were already working on this idea of you know demilitarizing Durham, not allowing the exchanges between the Durham police and the Israeli military. And it was it was because of the time that I spent in the West Bank, like actually kind of being a part of those protests that received such disproportionate force and the racial profiling that I was subjected to myself that 
you know, it felt like it feels so important to make sure that Durham as a community can distance itself as much as possible from practices like that. Um, it doesn't make sense to model our policing um, or to even leave room for our policing to be modeled after the Israeli Defense Force and the terrible things that they've been a part of. What was your reaction to the way that the city council uh, supported the demands of the coalition and, and passed this resolution? Uh, I was actually really impressed with the Durham City Council. Um, coming in, I've heard great things about the city council. Um, I think the mayor has gone on record to say he wants Durham to be a progressive beacon and to really see a policy like the one that we presented get such positive feedback. You know, again, the resolution passed on a unanimous decision. So, so to see city council be able to kind of all come together and all see the importance of a policy like the one we presented, it really, it really made me impressed with the city council, their commitment to the Durham people, their commitment to justice, to human rights, to human dignity. And can you talk a little bit more about what you witnessed uh, in the West Bank uh, just, just recently and the similarities that you see in Durham um, and the way that, that people are, are policed in, in these very violent, repressive ways? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, was, I spent my winter break uh, back and forth between Beit Lahm and uh, Ramallah. And when I was in Beit Lahm, um, you know, every Friday there was an organized protest. And the protest that I attended... Um, you know, you, you just see people carrying signs, people carrying flags, you know, something that if, if it happened here in America, we'd applaud it because that's supposed to be like a sign of a healthy, breathing democracy. You know, the people have the right to protest. But, you know, in Palestine, it's, it's not the case. Uh, protesters are met immediately with tear gas, um, rubber bullets, live fire. And the protest I specifically attended, I got to watch a man who, holding nothing more than a flag, uh, he got shot square in the chest with a rubber bullet. And he had to get taken away by, uh, you know, medical responders. And to see that, to say that a man cannot stand up for, uh, to stand up against the occupation that he's been subjected to his whole life without getting shot at, that's something that has no business making its way to communities in America. And I think the connection that Israeli policing has to American policing is, is pretty clear to see. Um, the former Durham police chief, um, his name was Chief Lopez, he actually went on an exchange to Israel and, and coming back, he responded to a protest with tear gas. Um, and that's something that, you know, people within our coalition, they were at that protest. They were tear gas. And to see that, you know, disproportionate response to a protest that, you know, has no business being responded to with any fire. is just something that, you know, made me say Durham has no business continuing or expanding any relation that it might have with the Israeli military. <laughs> Finally, Ahmed, um, can you, uh, what kinds of advice would you give to other activists, student activists, community activists um, who are part of this growing campaign across the country? Um, what advice do you have to activists in terms of um, how they can replicate this kind of uh, campaign organizing to get these exchanges shut down in their communities? I think the most important thing to realize is that Teamwork makes the dream work, and you know all of us can have a, a great amount of passion for an issue, but there's, there's not one thing that we can do alone. Uh, no, no individual member in this coalition could have you know reached the goal that we did on on our own. So it takes a coalition. It takes a large group of people all committed to the same goal. 
but then it also takes a commitment from the people of that community to make sure the people that they have in office are the ones that will support policies like that. You know, it's important to gather people and encourage them to vote in politicians that will support things like demilitarized police um, if you truly want those policies to be passed when it gets presented to city councils. Ahmed Amire, uh, thank you so much for being with us on the Electronic Intifada podcast. Yeah, of course. My name is John Dillahunt. I'm a junior at North Carolina Central University uh, and a member of the BYP 100 Durham chapter. Thanks for being with us, Ajamu. Um, can you tell us why you got involved in the demilitarized Durham to Palestine coalition and why this is such a significant policy uh, for the city of Durham to adopt? Um, I got involved with the um, with the campaign for various reasons. Uh, growing up, I was always aware of the atrocities taking place uh, and aware of the uh, Israeli occupation. Uh, and as a member of BYP 100, uh, we do a lot of police uh, accountability work, uh, and, and you know we organize against police violence. Uh, and so, when I heard about the campaign, really connecting uh, these two important issues and these two important struggles of of different people, uh, I, I thought it was necessary. Um, you know, having the Durham Police Department and police departments across the country uh, being more militarized, um, uh, it's, it's a, a clear issue. So. Uh, demilitarization is important uh, and connecting it to international things is important too. And, you know, Durham has a history of standing up uh, for international justice. Uh, in 1986, they passed a resolution uh, in support of ending uh, apartheid in South Africa. So, you know, it, it was important. And I think is you know, saw it as something uh, that could be won um, if organized correctly. Jamu, how will banning these police exchange programs ultimately make Durham safer? Uh, because it's, it's telling the communities that you will not allow uh, the Durham Police Department to train uh, with um, with uh, the idea of who is uh, responsible for enforcing uh, inhumane uh, inhumane occupation. Uh, so it tells the community uh, that you're in opposition to, to demobilization and that uh, you want um, safety for the people of Durham. And you know when you go train somewhere, uh, you when you go train you you bring back things that you you know you know you want to enforce and that you think would be helpful so uh, we don't think those exchanges uh, should exist at all while the city's current police chief has insisted that she had quote no intention to participate in exchange programs with Israel uh, as deputy police chief in Atlanta before this job she did help coordinate annual APD command delegations to Israel uh, and Durham's former police chief Jose Lopez participated in the anti-defamation league's national counterterrorism seminar with the Israeli army about a decade ago uh, and with you know just the subtlest hint of irony uh, it was revealed this week that the ADL is one of a few national organizations picked to train Starbucks employees on supposedly unlearning racial bias uh, following the recent racist incident in which two black men were arrested merely for being black at a Starbucks in Philadelphia. Uh, Ajamu, what are your thoughts on the intersections between uh, state violence, racism, and, and the involvement of the ADL in these police trainings um, as it, you know, as it participates in these so-called anti-bias employee trainings? And, and I should note, note that the ADL has also smeared activists with the Black Lives Matter movement because of their support for Palestinian human rights. How, how are you looking at this right now? Uh, I, I think, you know, 
if if one is listening, they can uh, see uh, how unjust uh, this entire training is. And for Starbucks to even uh, have the training is, you know, okay, but to whom they're having it with uh, is uh, where the issue lies. So um, I think it's uh, important uh, to know that the U.S. funds uh, billions of dollars uh, to Israel. Uh, and so these trainings uh, don't come to a surprise. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a training uh, that, you know, one could uh, understand as worst practices uh, and uh, could contribute to uh, even more over-policing of black and brown communities uh, here uh, in, in the United States. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's important uh, to, to connect these issues uh, and uh, to ensure that Durham is, 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 is not seeking uh, to engage in any activity or, you know, let alone any police uh, department across the country uh, where they have their, you know, their own issues here uh, of old police and black and brown communities. Uh, finally, what kind of precedent does uh, Durham City Council policy um, to, to ban these police exchanges set for other communities? And what are the next steps for the, for the coalition now? Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we greatly appreciate uh, Durham uh, City Council uh, for, for their action and being first in the country uh, to end uh, exchanges with the police department and Israeli Defense Force and any other uh, military. Uh, I think it uh, speaks to, to Durham uh, and the progressive reputation uh, that it has. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's good to, to be a part of a city where the council uh, is willing to, to end um, any type of exchange uh, that may take place and uh, divest from militarization. Uh, so now, you know, it's during the campaign, we also be using, uh, you know, divest from militarization and invest in black and brown communities through housing, jobs, education, uh, jobs that pay a livable wage uh, and health care um, and meeting people's uh, basic needs. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, important that Durham pass it. Uh, we're appreciative of council members uh, who pass it unanimously. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's big next is, you know, uh, to, you know, ensure that we could uh, get uh, policy statements uh, or different type of action done by other city councils across the country to end any type of exchange um, with uh, Israel that any police force may have and move on uh, to, to really addressing police accountability here, too. That's the voice of Ajamu Dillahunt. Uh, he's with the Black Youth Project 100, BYP 100, speaking to us from Durham, North Carolina. Ajamu, thank you so much for being with us on the Electronic Intifada podcast. Thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. That's it for the Electronic Intifada podcast. Thanks to Sharif Zakut, our music maker and production assistant. For news, information, cultural features and reviews, and pointed opinion and analysis, visit us online at electronicintifada.net, where you can also post comments and sign up for our daily email digest. Follow us on Twitter at Intifada. Radio stations are free to use this podcast, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, support the Electronic Intifada by rating it and leaving a review. On behalf of all of us at the Electronic Intifada, thank you for listening.